0: Love Talk Radio.
1: stones, divination methods like tarot and runes, astrology, animal communication, and so much more. Uh, this evening, my guest is Amy Choi, intuitive counselor, past by progression therapist, integrated energy therapy practitioner, that's IET. She's an angelic healer, an oracle reader, psychic medium, Reiki healer also a radio show host, and an all-around just wonderful, lovely person. Amy has been doing readings and corresponding with the angelic realm for over 30 years, and she's very adept at channeling angelic energy and healing. Um, Amy also has had not one, but two near-death experiences, which we would love to get into and talk about this evening. Give me one second. I am going to find the button for Amy. Um. Okay. Bear with me. I'm having my own personal Mercury Retrograde today. Amy, are you on the line?
0: Yes, I am. Can you hear me okay?
1: Yes, she is. Okay, yeah, I can hear you just fine. Thank the gods. Oh, ah, <laughs> God.
0: I was going to yell at you. No, just kidding. I have a big mouth. You know that.
1: I'm in my mind, I know But that's what people, yes, so do I (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Big Mouth Psychics Chat No (laughs) Amy, we got a new show there We ought to think about that Um,
0: Yes, I know Or
1: take it on the road or something like that, I don't know (laughs) So, welcome my dear
0: Hi, how are you this evening, besides having a personal Mercury retrograde meltdown five minutes ago?
1: It's my own very own personal, because, um, what do you call it? Everything that can go wrong is going wrong today, and I swear it's like having my own personal Mercury retrograde. Telephones, every phone call I've gone to make today, it's taken at a minimum three tries. I don't know why, but <laughs> as the saying goes, it is what it
0: is. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, thank you for having me on my sh- on your show. It's a great pleasure and honor. You were on mine a couple months ago. Angel answers the angel toys. I so. so much. Yeah, yeah, that um, was fun. So this will be interesting <laughs> when we get together. Spirit and angels, here we are.
1: <laughs> Do. Like most people, let's get started at the beginning and how, you know, you have a clear cognition of connecting to source energy, angel Mm -hmm. energy. When did that Mm -hmm. start and what was your first experience?
0: That started when I was a very young child. I was three years old when my grandmother had passed away. And I saw her appear to me to tell my mom that uh, she was okay. She came from the other side, appeared to me in spirit form, and I'm three years old. And, you know, when you're three years old, you know, you're not really jaded by the world, okay, or judgments or criticisms or whatever. So I go to my mother, and I said, Grandma says she's okay. And my mother's like, Oh, my God, you have the gift. I'm like, What are you talking about? What gift? I had not known at that time that my great-grandmother, her grandmother, which would have been my great-grandmother, was a psychic medium. And I had inherited wow. the gift, and my mother grew, my mother had grown up around that. And she never, I always tell people she never encouraged it or discouraged it. It was kind of like, okay, there. after a while, there goes my daughter, you know, the psychic medium. She's got that gift. And I'm like, what are you talking about? To me, when you're growing up like that, when you're in touch with the spirit realm and the angels and the fairies, and, you know, they're your playmates because imaginary friends are usually <laughs> angels and spirit guides and everything else. Uh, you just think that's your reality, you know, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Yeah, at that age, everything's good, everything's cool. There's no, the fear hasn't been drilled into you yet.
0: Right. The the world hasn't put their projections onto you, or their perceptions or projections on you. And you're like, okay, you know, this is my life. And so as I grow, grew older, I still had experiences with the spirit realm and that I I remember waking up and seeing spirits looking at me and angels and you know it just became my reality.
1: Right, right. So that was okay like as you got older did it change?
0: When I was 14, going on 15, I got a tarot deck and my I was this is a good story. I was in Catholic school, believe it or not, and I used to do tarot card readings, you know. And, uh, you know, of course, people called me the devil, but they used to call me up, you know, after school and pretend, you know, that they didn't call me that and said, you know, ask me about the Ouija board and everything, which I don't condone. Um, And then I started, uh, you know, studying the Bible with a a religious organization. I was told it was bad, so I shut my gifts down when I was about 15, 16. I mean, shut them down. They want nothing to do with them. I thought they were from the devil. They're not of God. You're crazy. You know, you can't do that. You're going against God. Uh, so I shut it down.
1: Wow. See, I'm like mm-hmm. you. I I started with the youth when I was very young, like three or four years old. I started hearing spirit and whatever the spirit said. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay. You know, I went along with it. Yeah. But unfortunately, right. as I got older, my mother's like, oh, don't tell anybody. And then. My mm-hmm. friends were like, oh, don't tell people you hear things and see things. They'll lock you up. They'll throw you in a loony bin. Well, coincidentally right, yep. enough, my aunt in the 40s, my mother's sister was deaf. They mistook her psychic abilities for schizophrenia. Oh, my
0: she God. She was a yeah, mental
1: yeah. for a couple yeah. of years. And I remember my mom talking about those horrible shock treatments. So everything oh. got shut down till I was about maybe 18, 20. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And then, I, mm-hmm. you know, I brought my gifts. I brought them back up and back out again. But I don't know about you. To me, when you shut it all down, you come back mm-hmm. at maybe... Mm-hmm ninety five ninety eight percent it's not one hundred percent like it was when you were a child, and you fully embraced it
0: mhm i don't know uh i well my second near death experience I likened it to a window uh the windows being blown out of the house like everything was open. Um, I not in my experience anyway. I feel that they just kind of said that you have all these gifts, and they just inundated me with this energy and all these gifts opening up. My claries opened up, my mediumship opened up, all those opened up again. My healing abilities, so they were more powerful than ever when I got when I had my second near death experience for some reason.
1: So let's take them one at a time. What was your first near death experience?
0: My first one was in my early 20s. I was in this religious organization that, once again, they didn't believe in, you know, things, near-death experiences. They believed that, you know, you go and go to sleep or whatever. I was a Jehovah's Witness for 10 years, so they don't believe in any oh of this stuff. Oh, my God! Yeah, I was a Jehovah's Witness for 10 years, and I'm an ex-member, um, and... They don't believe in any of this stuff. So when I had my first near-death, I knew I had one because I saw the white light, but it wasn't as intense. And it was because I took medication and I went into anaphylactic shock. But after that first near-death experience, I started getting away from the organization of Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay. Yes.
1: funny you say that because my birth godmother, because I was I was a baptized Catholic, Mm-hmm. And the woman who was my godmother, uh, she later on became a Jehovah's Witness.
0: <laughs> Poor thing. And I of
1: course, <laughs> I of course left Catholicism for paganism. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: we all, we of all are Yeah.
1: Yeah. Really. I mean, God. Uh, so. That was the first experience. What right. happened the second time around?
0: Okay. What
1: caused
0: it? And- so, okay. The second one was more intense. I had left the organization of Jehovah's Witnesses. I was a lost soul. I didn't know what to believe. I had been brainwashed by this organization for a good ten years. And I was praying one night, and I was numb inside. I, and I didn't want to even believe in God. I was like going through this dark night of the soul, which is horrible to go through. It's one of those experiences where you're questioning everything. Well, once again, I take medication. I'm on my way home, and I pass out at the wheel because uh, I was on antidepressants at that time, you know, those wonderful antidepressants, and woke up in the hospital and had seen the whole thing from they had shown me the white light, going to the tunnel. You know, actually, let me back up a little bit. When I had the car accident, nobody got killed. I hit a concrete abutment that stopped my vehicle. I was suspended forward in the vehicle, you know, in my seatbelt. My brother-in-law, who was the first on the scene, he was an EMT, broke out in hysterics, and I described that to him, and he was shocked because I saw him on the scene. That was, you know, me, his sister-in-law, that he known since he was, I was three or four years old because my sisters are a lot older. And saw going to the white light, going through the tunnel to the white light, doing the out-of-body, and having the life review. And the life review really, it was kind of like an answer to my prayer. They really kicked my butt and said, you know, you're not living your purpose. You have these gifts. You're here to help. It be of service to others. And they showed me my life review. And up to that point, I had allowed people to take advantage of me, and I had a doormat on my forehead, which is my own family members. So I woke up, and I'm trying to tell my mother. My mother's like hysterical. You know, oh, my God, how could you do this to me? And I'm like, do what to you? I'm the one who died and came back. And they told you guys that I probably wouldn't be living. They even told my grandfather. And and my father, they said, she's not going to make it through the night. You know, I kept going in and out. So I had this long life review. And um, I had changed after that. Like I said, my gifts had opened up. It was like the windows being blown out of a house. Like, boom, cataclysmic explosion uh i had experiences of you know just changing it was and i'm not a walk-in and i don't want you know walk-in sometimes where souls trade another i'm not i don't feel i am that but i feel like i had changed so i guess god did answer my prayer rose <laughs> god answered my prayer so i had a yeah big time and even a friend big of mine who's, i got yeah, I was doing – I got back into astrology, and I went to a really well-known psychic medium who did astrology, and she looked up that date on my, my progress chart. It said a a spiritual awakening. Well, I would call that a spiritual awakening. Yes, thank you. Boom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, spiritual awakening. Boom.
0: It was. It shook me up, and – uh, I have been a changed woman since that was back in September. Actually, yeah. What's to, yeah? Oh my God, this is really weird. I just remembered. Today is the 17 year anniversary. It was September 21st, 2000, when I had my dear death. I didn't think of that until now. That is so freaky. Wow.
1: Get out. This is the end of that the day.
0: I'm I'm Yeah. Yeah.
1: I never thought well, of I mean, it. I just kind of
0: go. Yeah. It just kind of goes, you know. So. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. You know it's
1: funny yeah. because, like, yeah, you know, I got the heebie-jeebies going up my spine right now because it's almost as if spirit, the universe, whatever you want to call it, maneuvered you to be on the show this date.
0: I know we were going to have another date. Remember, we were going to do it in you October, and he said you didn't get do.
1: another date scheduled, yeah. and we moved it.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah and, I'm like I
1: keep telling people this, and they don't want to listen because everybody gets caught up in their own ego, and like yeah, you know everything mm-hmm. happens when and in the manner of which it is supposed to, not the way you want it to happen, not the way you're planning mm-hmm. for it to happen, not the way you know things like that always happen to you, whatever, whatever. Everything yep. happens when and how it is supposed to. Mhm. So and this is this goes in the folder of more proof
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm like yeah I was say I'm like, yeah I know it was on the twenty first of September, and you know you go through life you know as we, you both and I, I you and I are both busy people, so you know it's kind of like you were you and I talk, oh yes, yeah, September's coming, Oh, you know October's coming, and you don't think about it, and uh, it's just weird, spirit is like, yeah, today's seventeen years, I'm like, okay, I guess so, it is strange, it's amazing, but strange, yeah, but know, yeah, well,
1: uh-huh, I don't know about you, but like my guy's are saying. See, more confirmation for Amy. Just <laughs> <laughs> in case you've doubted what you've been doing, you know. I don't think you have it. Oh, it's I don't know. that in there, I
0: don't... girl. Yeah, no, I don't doubt that. In fact, after my second near death and after I had gone through this cataclysmic change, my guests reopened. I started doing, you know, starting where I left off when I was a teenager, because I used to do tarot card readings, mediumship, astral travel, dream interpretation, all that stuff. It's like I where I had left off, I had began again. And, you know, people were coming to me for readings, and people were being sent to me and mentors. And the first two years, though, of reopening up were the most traumatic, because it was kind of like I was getting back my spirit sea legs, I call it. And... It was like, okay, i got to go through this crap again. It was, like, very intense. I remember a woman I used to work with, her daughter had killed herself, which was sad. I would see this daughter walking side by side with her mother. And so I go to this woman, and I didn't want to scare her. I don't go up to people and say, yeah, I can I can see dead people. I don't go there, okay? I'm not, you know, <laughs> not somebody that's on TV right now. Uh, but I went up to her, and I said, your daughter. You don't I, go say garbage. hello. I'm a psychic medium, but i got
1: to tell you, there's this is dead person, yada, yada,
0: yada. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I went to her. Well, people had known about my car accident, and some people, it's like people were brought to me, and I had asked her, I said, she didn't tell anybody the real reason what happened with her daughter. And I said to her, I said, um. She took her own life, didn't she? She goes, oh, my God, I didn't tell anybody that. I'm so, I said, well, she's beside you. And I gave some messages. And, of course, she's crying. Everybody's like, what did you say to people now? Because people think I have a big mouth. And I don't want to insult people. I just, I, I, you know, I just give them a message. And she was eternally grateful for that. And she's like, don't tell anybody. And I said, I'm not going to tell anybody what happened with your daughter. That's none of their business. But I have to tell you, she's okay. But she was right clinging on to her mother. It was very—it was the strangest thing I've ever encountered in my mediumship work.
1: Well, I lost a child, and I tell you, when I was with that child's father, she used to come around both of us, and she would walk uh, around the both of us and look at me and look at him and be all smiley, smiley, and I'm like, I know what you're doing, I know what you want, but it's not going to happen. It's not meant to happen. I love you, mm-hmm. but, you know, cause she wanted me to be together with her father. And I'm like, it just can't be. But, yeah, that's, that's right. kind of wild when you see spirits walking that. around you. There's a connection, and you just, you know it.
0: Yes, you do. So, yes, you do. I yes, think you do. I
1: touched on it, but why do you think you had two Not just one, two near-death experiences in your lifetime.
0: Because I'm a knucklehead and have to get, you know, they have to get my attention. I used to be very stubborn, (laughs) but I've (laughs) learned that that I don't want to be stubborn anymore. (laughs) I get it. I get it. You know, even when they give me signs now, I'm like, okay, I don't want to go through that again. Because I was stubborn. I didn't. it? It is. And that second one I had been praying. I remember I was so numb inside and I said, "God, if you're around me, I need to know because I doubt because right. I'm leaving the organization." Yeah.
1: So, would you consider yourself now, you consider yourself religious or spiritual or both?
0: I'm going to say my opinion about that is this, that religion does bring you closer to God if you choose it to but it should not be a substitute for your connection to divine or God. I feel that some of the religious techniques, because I was brought up Catholic too, believe it or not, ha, ha, ha. Uh, I even go to a Catholic church now once in a while if I feel inclined to and I light candles and I say prayers and light incense and all that stuff. But I feel like it depends on how you view religion and how you use it to bring your spiritual side out. I like going to a church sometimes. There's one church around here I love going to, and I just like sitting there and communing with God in spirit. I feel such a love and warmth and, uh, from the angels and God when I go into that. But when religion to me is used to control people like the Jehovah's Witnesses or the other cults, that are, I think they're cults, out there, uh, that's a problem for me. And it just took me 15 years to get over that and step into a church.
1: Yeah, as a child the one thing I never liked see it might have been naive on my part, but I never liked that churches I mean, I can't say that all churches do this, but at least at that time yeah. in my neighborhood churches would be closed and locked. And I'm like, How could you lock up the house of God? I this doesn't compute. That was one thing no. I had a problem with and then the deeper I got into dealing with the Catholic Church and the nuns and the priests and everything, the more I saw, the more it resonated less and less with me. Because, thank you, Divine Source, I am blessed with seeing through a lot of bullshit. And when (laughs) I see anything that doesn't compute or that I deem to be BS, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff that's it's just not on the up and up, so to speak, or I see Mm -hmm. hypocrisy, then I start to say, i got to get away from this because Mm -hmm. it doesn't resonate with the light for me. No. So I was kind of like, no, I'm done. As a matter of fact, I came home at 10, and it was right after I had been confirmed. I came home one day and said to my mother, I want to be Jewish, and she almost (laughs) had a heart attack. (laughs) And <laughs> said, no, they got it going on. I said, you know, they don't go to this box once a week and have to spill their guts about what they did wrong to this guy. I said, it's the go-between thing that I'm not really jiving with. They go, they have their one, you know, day of atonement, and then they have their new year, they go to the ocean, they talk to God, they they let everything out, and they basically do self-cleansing and self-tenance
0: mm-hmm.
1: one-on-one yeah. with God yep. and that to me resonates. I yeah. think, you know, I don't want to be crass or 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 sound like I'm being judgmental, but when you think about a lot of the things that we heard about the Catholic priests, etc., etc., cetera, et cetera, so I'm mm-hmm. going to him and He's going to forgive me.
0: Uh-huh, and, yeah. And
1: what else is he doing yeah. after he's forgiving me, or what did he do before he's forgiving me? It just didn't jive. <laughs> sorry.
0: Yeah, hmm Yeah, yeah, well, I remember I had gone to Catholic school K-8, through so I was going into public school, and my mother wanted me to be confirmed. So we're sitting at orientation, and, you know, I'm thinking, I'm not doing this, man. I'm not doing this now. So I walked out. And I thought she was going to kill me. My mother, I right. thought she was going to hang me by my my soles of my feet outside the church. And we we talk about we used to talk about that. She goes, "Remember you walked out?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm the only young, I'm your youngest child that stood up to you. <laughs> the other two didn't because I'm one of three sisters." And You're, she I, never I'm understood. Yeah, very. Oh yeah, that's. When I was getting, when I was growing up, and I would speak my truth, I was shut down quite a bit because I would see the truth and tell them. I would even even give readings. I didn't know that, you know. I was reading people and prophesying to them when I was growing up to relatives, and I would just say, "Oh yeah, you know, you're doing this." And I don't, I didn't mean to. i was seven, eight years old, okay? Seven, eight years old, and my mother would shut it down. But I would speak up. I did not like when I went to Catholic school. There was one teacher I didn't like and i call her on it and she dumped my desk in the middle of the class just dumped my desk very you know and they didn't beat you back then when i grew up in the 70s and 80s but you know i had all these experiences and it just kind of like um uh, jaded my view of the catholic religion uh it took me like i said so many years to kind of come to terms with the that the like the religious uh belief system of catholicism baptism whatever you believe in is really just a launch pad or a springboard to God, and the rest is up to you. A spiritual person knows who God is in their heart, and they have their own belief system. They don't need, like, an in- intermediary like a priest. I know. I I'm, I was the same with you. I'm like, why am I going to this dude that's smoking in the back, flirting with the women, I'm going to confess my sins to him? I don't think so.
1: Yeah, no, it just didn't make any sense. Um no. As well no. as I had gotten involved with uh, Afro-Cuban religions, quote, quote, religions. And um, mm-hmm. it was, you know, when you when you were dealing with Palo Mayombe, you were connected to the spirits of the dead. So, again, it's like the spirits of the dead were the go-betweens, and then there was you, and then there was mm-hmm. divine source energy. And then in Sandería, it was like, same thing, the saints. So the saints Mm -hmm. are the go-betweens between you and divine source, God, energy. And I kept thinking, and it kept bringing me back to when I was a child, why do I need a Mm go-between? And it became even more important to me to, shall we say, do away with the go-between when I had an experience One day while I was at my home office, it was right after my divorce, and I remember my therapist saying, you just wanted someone to love you because I didn't realize that I was emotionally abused as a child. So I was sitting in my office that day, and I'm like, yeah, that's all I want. Somebody love me. I feel like I'm unloved or I'm not lovable or whatever. And I swear to God, I felt this energy come over me. It was almost like in the shape of a pyramid this energy descended upon me and in my mind's eye I could see like a pyramid but it had like
0: seeking approval outside of self and that's that's not the way we're created we're here to be we're all one to me i believe we're one with god we're all pieces of god so you know it's like the ocean you have you know the piece, the you know the the waves or whatever is part of the ocean i think we're just part of god pieces of god i exactly. love it just, and you know living down here in florida you know you're, you're surrounded by the damn ocean <laughs> But it's amazing because you see the vastness of everything. And it's when you're spiritual, too, in my opinion, you can see God in everything. Everything. Every piece of creation.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny sometimes you think, well, we complicate our lives, we complicate Mm. spirituality. And. There's really no need. I think we do it out of fear. Mm Yeah. And it's like the old thing, as above, so below, as within, Mm -hmm. as without. That is that infinity loop. That's that, you know, like I said before, the namaste, the the spark of divinity. When someone says to you namaste, they're saying, I see your divinity as you see mine, and we're both in a divine Mm -hmm. spot right now. Together as one, but uh, Mm -hmm. it takes a while for people to get that. I think.
0: Yeah, it does. I feel sometimes that's what their life lesson is, and you know, you sometimes wonder why is it that I choose these relationships? Why is it I choose this, or why? What is it to choose that? So we go back to self, and we love ourselves. It's learning to put ourselves and love ourselves first and foremost sometimes.
1: Amen, sister. That's,
0: I'm with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, some people, why do I have to go? <laughs> well, what lesson are you not learning, turkey? What lesson <laughs> are you not learning? And it's, it's, you know,
1: it's not easy to learn your lessons. I mean, you know, i spent no. my whole life as a, Working for lawyers and working as a paralegal, I was helping people. And then I learned Reiki. So I was a Reiki practitioner. Then I became a master teacher. And I figured, okay, I'm helping people. I'm giving them Reiki. I'm helping them, you know, with their health and whatever uh, their conditions are with the Reiki. So I'm being of service. I'm being helpful. I wasn't doing how to help, but I had no idea, like, really how hard they wanted me to do what I'm doing now, until uh-huh. that night they came and said, that's it! We've had enough of you. This is what you're doing. No arguments, no BS, no no fighting, no resistance. <laughs> do it. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, um, I know, right? Exactly. Just do it. Be like Nike. Yeah, just do it. Yeah,
1: you know, and again, I tell people this, they look at me, and they're like, yeah, right, sure. But, Spirit, God, whatever, divine, uh, source, the universe, will back your butt into the corner if they have to, which is what they did with
0: me. Oh, they did with me and, my uh, second year death. I used to say, what the hell are you guys doing to me now? I got mad. I was <laughs> I was mad. <laughs> but it was okay, because I knew. At least I knew I had a purpose. <laughs> Find found out what my purpose was, because I was kind of feeling that before. Ask him before, what's my purpose? Be careful what you ask for, man. Just be careful what you ask for. You'll get the answer.
1: All right. So in what way has your life changed from that, from those experiences and that time?
0: Well, I never thought I was going to grow up to be a psychic medium healer, writer, radio show host. Uh, I never dreamed of that. No, I actually, um, when I think back to my purpose when I was a kid, I knew I was going to write books and lecture, but I didn't know what it was about. And it's changed quite a bit because I like you, I worked for, as a paralegal for a long time and I worked with these crazy attorneys and right. I wasn't on my purpose. And once and I remember 2007, um, I was working doing psychic readings full, you know, full time. And I was working as a paralegal part and full time too. And so I lost my job at the law firm and they're like, you're going to do this full time. So uh, my life has changed greatly. I don't, Work in the regular workforce. I do readings, I do healings, I do mediumship, I write, and, and you know, do the radio show. So it's changed tremendously because every day I wake up and I love what I do. Before I hated what I did. I hated it working with a bunch of attorneys that were I crazier I than I was. Hated. I loved it, but um, I hated it. Forget when I got laid off
1: in 2013. A friend of mine, Andy Brewer, who's another psychic, Andy said to me, Rose, you got to get out there. I'm like, I don't want to get out there, Andy. I really don't want to get out there. And he's like, no, you have to get out there. And I'm like, oh, God, no, no, please, no. And um, show enough, in 2015, they said, enough, get out there. We're not taking a no for an answer because... For the first time in my yep. life, I could not find a job, a J-O-B, not a Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 job. <laughs> and I never yeah. had that issue in my life. So it was kind of a hint that, although um, you're supposed to be doing something else. You're supposed to be doing what you were put here to do. But, you know, I'm a little yep. stubborn. I'm a little stupid. <laughs> so,
0: you I'm too? Little, you you know, too. <laughs> Trying to do readings That would not be pretty Um, No but seriously You know I feel too I remember I was working I was working as a paralegal And I got this job doing psychic readings On one of the lines And I started like almost the same day I still have that psychic line job I don't do (laughs) the paralegal stuff (laughs) Oh my god You know it was like And I I remember I was so like distraught That night when I lost my job and I called the crisis hotline. I, th- no kid you, no lie. And I'm talking to this guy, and he's like, huh? he's he's like, you sound like you, <laughs> you sound like you got everything together. You sound like you got everything together. He goes, call me when you're suicidal and hung up on me.
1: <laughs> wow. <Well, laughs>
0: I know, right? <laughs> They're telling me to call me when I'm suicidal. <laughs> Thought about that the other day. I'm like, yeah, the guy did me a favor. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. It's like ironic that? when you're, you're, yeah, when you're panicked and you're upset, and when you're really okay, <laughs> you think you're panicked and you're upset, but you're really, you're really okay.
1: Oh yeah. Think yeah, about that. Don't worry about it. You're freaking <laughs> out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And it was, uh, it was, a, it's a test of faith, isn't it? Because when you are doing this work full time, and you—you really—it's on you. <laughs> Nobody's signing your paycheck. Um, it was a scary experience because I don't know about you, but I was raised. You have to work for somebody else that signed your paycheck. You punch a time clock, and you work these hours. And now, for hey, me, yeah. my life is has pay. My life is very different because I work into the night. I love because I'm a night owl. I get up late. Me too. I start it's my work three
1: hours Yeah. 4, the sun's coming out, you're going to bed, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that bad. I go to bed at 1 or 2 o'clock, but, you know, sometimes it's like I'm staying up, and then my uh, one of my friends is like, you're getting up again late? I work till 1 or 2 a.m. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sorry, see, you're just getting up.
1: That happened to me. Well, like, last night, I, went, I was like, all right, I'm going to close down and get off the line and – go to bed, I wanted to be in bed by you know 2 mm-hmm. I had a 12 noon reading today scheduled so I'm like I got an early reading ok
0: well, <laughs> I yeah, that I know.
1: I, I'm not lying I couldn't go to bed until 5 o'clock this morning oh,
0: I it was like
1: what are you doing to me and then when I had to get up I couldn't get up I'm like oh, I hate this But uh, yeah I
0: know Yeah, I know, you hate it You're like, what?
1: (laughs) It's got its good points And it's got its bad points And you know, Spirit, I don't know about you Spirit has the uh, proclivity With me To start really churning out the creativity And the ideas And stuff at about 4 in the morning 3 or 4 in the morning Oh, do this
0: No Do this at 3 o'clock in the morning What do you mean, do this? I I, (laughs) <laughs> no, no, they okay. don't get that. that. That's when the veil is uh, light, is uh, thin between the worlds between two thin and four, I, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they so. don't
1: get it. It's like, what
0: do you mean? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I had to work with my spirit guys. I'm like, look, okay, I need my sleep. So you guys leave me alone. And if you don't, I'm going to go, I'm going to do an astro travel and kick your butts. And they laugh at me. So they do leave me alone. <laughs> them a while to get it. I'm like, I need sleep, okay? I'm not like you guys who's, who are formless, okay? I have a physical form that needs its rest. <laughs> so, God.
1: I mean, it's true. Um, I don't think they really have a handle on that with us humans.
0: No, they don't. And uh, I just have to laugh at them. I really do. I just laugh. They're like, oh, yeah, there goes Amy again. <laughs> Telling us where to go. <laughs> I have to be careful of that because I don't want to go back there. <laughs> uh, after I had my near death, it was two years I woke up thinking I was going to die or going back to the other side. I had anxiety over that. That's another thing that kind of scared me. I remember that oh really well. Oh, my won't. God.
1: Really? This happened yeah. after the second one?
0: Yeah, after the second one, because I was in the hospital, I had a heart condition because um, – they were pouncing on my chest all that night. So I was black and blue for many months in my chest, you know, trying to revive, resuscitate me. And it was scary. It really was scary um, to go through that. I don't want to go through it again. That's why I kind of listen to them now. So
1: Right.
0: Yeah. I just listen I'm like
1: okay. And I was going to do something, the spirit told me to do something, and I've been really good since they came that night and said, enough, like, enough of your BS throws, and uh, I've been listening, but the other day, I don't know, I was told something, and that old knee-jerk reaction of no, or resistance came up, and mm-hmm. then it's like, wait a minute, you always do this, you always make trouble for yourself, so I'm like, okay, yeah. And I acquiesced, and I listened, and I, I did what I was asked to do. And it worked out very well. But yeah. um got to get rid of that, no, I'm not doing it. It's going to be my way. Because, like I tell a lot of my clients, you know, life is not Burger King. Contrary to what they tell you in those ads, you can't have it your way. You have it the way it's supposed to be. And that's what you got to deal with. And that's what you have to make peace with, and learn to accept and allow. What is to be? Not your way. My way or the highway. No. It doesn't work. Mm.
0: (laughs) No. Well, you know, recently we, because I live in Florida here, I had that Hurricane Irma. And I remember when I saw the the warnings, the Spirit told me, like, Labor Day weekend, like that Monday before, book a hotel room in Georgia. Well, I did that, you know, and I did it on booking.com. You can, you know, if I wanted to stay, I could cancel it the day before. And I had people, believe it or not, which really pissed me off when I posted on Facebook because people were asking me, tell me, don't do that. You know, why do you want to go to Georgia? They're going to get hit too, blah, blah, blah. And spirit's like, no, you're going to be fine. You're going to be just fine. And I, when I listened to my intuition, I fared better. I took the cats and I went up to Georgia, and we hardly got hit with the hurricane, and my area did get hit because they lost power and everything. But that's an example of how people, you know, you have to listen to your own gut intuition instead of everybody else.
1: You do. You definitely mm-hmm. do. Because yeah. um, people will make you crazy. You know that. I know that. Some Some other people know that, but, Mm -hmm. yeah. You can't tell by what people. And that's why I tell you, honestly, everybody was running around with all of this gossip and all of this hearsay and all of this secondhand BS. Florida, oh, Irma, Irma, oh, my God. I called, Mm -hmm. and I even hate to say this, I have about at least, at the very least, and you're talking to a person who Mm -hmm. really... I started off hating the entire state of Florida and Mm -hmm. right now I have about a dozen, give or take one or two, a dozen friends all over the state of Florida. And Mm -hmm. I keep making more by the day. It's insane. But I Mm -hmm. call each and every one of you. I called you. You're like you're like on the Tampa side. I called my friend I called one or two of my friends in Tampa another one in Clearwater, Mm -hmm. another friend in Orlando, another friend in Boca. I was like all over the Florida Peninsula calling my friends, and each one that I spoke to was like, no, we're okay. Or, you know, we're evacuated. We're going here just in case the house is locked down, boarded up. Okay. But it Mm -hmm. wasn't the hysteria that was being projected all over the freaking Internet. I'm not saying there weren't areas that got hard hit, and I know common sense is not common, but if you didn't right. think the keys would get hit hard, um, save your pennies, buy a brain, I don't know, get a common sense plug, <laughs> up the app,
0: something. Yeah, yeah, you know, because and I, yeah, I mean... I even have a friend of mine who I've known for years. She's an, a fellow intuitive like us, and she was, like, all this fear-based. Even now, I'll look at her posts, and I'm like, she is coming out of place of fear. And I'm thinking to myself, what? Don't be projecting that onto me, lady. Seriously. And I even had I friends even and relatives. Know. Yeah. You know?
1: Seriously. I'm telling people is, stop what you're doing. I know you think you're helping. I know you think that. You're informed, and you're helping everyone else in the world be informed and be prepared. But all you're really doing is you're feeding the situation negativity.
0: Right. Stop I don't want to feeding it. Right, and, you know, you were doing Reiki. I know you had posted a Reiki alert so that Irma would, you know, calm the hell down. I was doing integrated energy therapy, group of us were, and, you know, when she entered the state, it was interesting because she went from – she was supposed to be a Category 3 when she was going to hit Tampa. She became a 1 because right away she calmed the hell down, coming from the Keys up to Fort Myers up to Tampa. And, you know, that's the power of, you know, energy work too – and, you know, the more positive you can be, the better off you, you are, you know. And my house was unscathed. And so was my other friends who did Integrate Energy Therapy, and she's down in Sarasota area. And we all just kind of like were okay. we okay. We were okay. It was like divine protection. And, you know, so you have to be positive. You can't be negative because you don't want to you're, – you're like that damn hurricane. You've got to feed that eye of the storm. It's going to become a Category 5 instead of a 1.
1: And again, at the risk of repeating myself,
0: it's like Mm
1: -hmm. people just don't understand it. I remember, that's why I put on Reiki Word and I put all over Facebook, back in 2011 we had done the same kind of energy work with Hurricane Irene. And Mm -hmm. she was hitting the weekend, it was in August, she was hitting the weekend of the Scottish Games here at Old Westbury Gardens. And every year I go to the Scottish Games, and I'm like, I don't want to miss that because of a stupid hurricane. So, and, and you know, we didn't want to get affected by the hurricane either. So oh, again, yeah. you know, Reiki Wood was due back then, but we had people sending energy to push it further out, and it worked right. back then. And I'm like, what? If it worked then, it'll work now. So
0: it, yeah, and it and it did. All of our efforts were great, and. You know, and I even have rel- I have a my sister. She was talking to me. She goes, "So you're going to be moving back up north?" I said, "No." <laughs> Why would you ask me that? She goes, "Well, you 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 afraid that your house is going to be ruined?" I said, "No. I have faith. I put a, v- a protected grid around it." And I said, "And I'm from Buffalo, New York, originally. And we had we had blizzards, whiteout conditions, 60 to 90 mile hour winds from that lake when it's you know a cold front goes over." So how is that different than a hurricane, except the hurricane's liquid, not white junk?
1: Exactly.
0: So she I she, I didn't hear from oh her <laughs> it was funny. Uh, Yeah. Okay, so, so why
1: don't you to tell me about your special connection with the angelic realm?
0: Oh, yes. I love the angels. First of all, with my second near-death experience, some people will say when they've had a near-death experience or they're crossing over, they have one of their relatives or a group of relatives. No, I had angels. I had angels that greeted me. And they're beautiful beings of light. They're different colors. There's indigos, purples, blues, oranges. They're all different colors. And I felt such an infinity after that near-death experience that I started doing um, the angel cards by Doreen Virtue. I started connecting with the angelic realm that way, meeting my guardian angels, and I met other people that way. And then I got into integrated energy therapy, which is channeling. Well, Reiki is different than integrated energy therapy, which is channeling angelic energy when you're doing uh, healings.
1: So the funny, angels and Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's Yeah. Yeah. A so friend of mine, I, a I'm very my, good yeah. friend
1: of the guy who uh, developed integrated energy,
0: Oh yeah, Stephen Thayer. Yep, love, love it, right. love it.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. 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 It's that's uh, cool. it's very different. I love it, and um, I just, you know, I didn't go on. I and just.
1: One and then I, I said, okay, and I, I just didn't continue.
0: Yeah, well, I maybe like that's it. one thing that. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to be moving down to Florida. I will be teaching classes soon. hmm Hint, hint.
1: All right, Um, sure, okay, whatever you say Yeah
0: Well Yeah, it's interesting because when I moved down here uh, almost two and a half years ago I started dating a guy that um, got hit by a car actually two years ago in September And I kind of like didn't use my gifts of healing that much and he, I would go in the hospital, and I would help him with his injuries. Like they said that his uh, skull got cracked, and you could see his brain, and they said they were going to do plastic surgery, and he did not want to do another surgery. He had a rod in his leg at this time. So I worked on him, and I had somebody else, and we had a group of women you know, working energy work on him. We sealed that hole up, and we got him better. We got him. He didn't need surgery. And that started yeah. me back on this. And then I started working with a friend of mine named Maria Kramer, who is one of the master instructors, and she's also my healer friend that I go to and vice versa. And she and I, I'm starting, I've started to redo the techniques and relearn, and I love it so much. It's like it got reactivated in me once I moved down here. And I love long, doing long-distance healings. I love it. I can work on you long distance, do a session, and you'll feel the same ex- effect. I don't as you know do what you did
1: to me the business. other day when I was going through my 14-hour allergy attack from hell, but uh-huh. that was fantastic. I mean, the healing, and then right after the healing, I passed out. I slept for about eight That's- hours, but when I woke up, I felt so much better. I was like, I don't know what you did, Good. but it worked.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, I did some I did what they call the um I called the I called the golden hula hoop where I got rid of some energy and then I put some other things. And I just I did spot treatments with you. And I do that with people. Sometimes they'll call me up just for a clearing. I'm like, "Okay. While I'm talking to you and doing a reading, I'll do a clearing on you." Because people just need that. Sometimes they just need that extra boost of energy or maybe they're having a headache or they're having knee problems or they're having different stuff. So there's different ways I can do with my techniques that can help you get moving. So that's good. I'm glad it helped you because I was like, man, you sound awful. (laughs) Not that you don't sound lovely, but you sounded awful that day. I was like, oh, man. (laughs) I'm such a bad way. Yeah, yeah, Um, so. Yeah, let me ask.
1: and it's past life regression. You do that, too. You do past life regression yes. therapy,
0: right? Yes, I do. I used to do it a lot. Well, I've learned through different techniques through the years. Now, when I first opened, reopened up again, I call it the reawakening. Uh I used to do a lot of groups. Like I would just see past lives and I did like a, like a coven one time. I they uh, they wanted me to do a past life and uh regression with them. Or I just well, I put you in a, a guided meditation and we just kind of look at your past lives and see what lives that, you know, you need to be cleared or whatever. And that's what I do. But now I've learned that you don't need to go through that past life and walk through it unless you choose to. Sometimes you just know it's from this past life and we have to clear out that issue. Um, get the issues out of the tissues. That's another way, like IET is or Reiki, to get, you know, things from a past life. Maybe there is a pattern that, you know, maybe like you mentioned codependency earlier, maybe there's alcoholism, or maybe you're attracting the same kind of guy, and you're like, why am I attracting this guy that doesn't follow through on what he tells me he's going to do? We can look at those issues or phobias, whatever. Maybe you got a phobia of snakes, maybe heights. Uh, past life regression is great for that, we can just go in and clear it.
1: Lovely. Okay, so let me – it's good. It's 8 o'clock already. Let's tell my listeners where they can get a hold of you to find you to avail themselves of your services. Your website is www.amychoy.com.
0: You got it. Very simple, com. I own it. It's mine.
1: (laughs) I love
0: it. And uh, you can find me on Facebook. Yeah, I'm on uh, Angel Answers with Amy. Toy is my uh, Facebook page. I'm on Twitter. I think it's Angelic Eleven, you know, Angelic Angel Eleven, or something like that. Just put in Amy Toy, you'll find me. My mug shot's all over the internet. I'm on Minds.com too. I'm Angelic 35. You can email me. There's so many ways to get a hold of me. The FBI could get a hold of me, no problem too.
1: And if course, comes to us, if you guys forget, you can always contact me. I will lead you to Amy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <Ooh. laughs> this hour went so quickly. I thank yes, you very much, my dear, for being my guest this evening. Oh,
0: and, thank um,
1: you.
0: Thank you for having me. I look the pleasure. forward
1: to you know, speaking with you again sometime.
0: Yes, you got it, my friend. Thank you so much. I'll see you, it was around, I'll see
1: you around Facebook today. But, uh, oh, I know you will. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you for your time. And you. Um, guys, you know you can find me, com. You can also find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, name it on there, same thing. Find me, find me. Thank you all for listening, and uh, I'll be back again. And, um, there let's the Next week is what, 21st? No idea. Uh, okay. Stay tuned. I want you guys to know who's coming next week. If find it right now you all next week. Ciao, blessings, have a great week.